Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the Natural Co-Creators Show with Jennifer Lynch. Good evening. Hoping everybody is well and happy on this, I'd say, quite dark and dampish night in Suffolk, England. But where you are, it might be bright and sunny. Um, so welcome, everybody. And today I have with me the wonderful Hurl, who is the co-founder along with her sister, Sue Stoppard, I hope I'm saying that right, Stoppard, of Unfolding Enlightenment, (laughs) a step-by-step healing process at a soul level. Good evening, Robina, how are you? Hello, Jennifer, I'm absolutely fine, thank you. I'm very intrigued by all this and looking forward to the interview. Okay, absolutely brilliant. So, What I normally do is I just sort of ask people about how their journey began. Um, How how did you get into this type of work, this healing work, Rabina? Well, it's quite a long story. My sister and I grew up with a spiritualist father. And at our table, you discussed everything from nature spirits to UFOs to dimensions to time. So I've always had a very wide open mind and I knew about spiritual healing. Well, various things have happened to us over time and I did Reiki at 40. um, And then at some point, a Tibetan monk tapped me on the shoulder and said, we want you to do something totally different. So he started to train me and raise my frequency so that we could become attuned to the white crystal light. The white light of Christ, if you like, the the Christ consciousness energy that Yeshua Ben Joseph brought in in 2000 years ago to try to raise the frequency of the planet because it was a very, very dark old place then. So we started working with Yeshua Ben Joseph and got assigned a spirit healing team. Um, We were tuned to the white crystal light. My sister joined me um, and we found that we were given or or created for us with a light body. So a lot of our work we do is at night time. To begin with, it was the Iraqi war at the time and we were going off um, and holding people's hands while they were dying or being tortured or helping people to the light. I mean, it was pretty grim. And then as time went by, As frequency rose and we earned our spurs, more and more difficult work was presented to us. At the same time, the team said, right, you said, they knew I was a flower essence therapist. Right, we want you to line up a load of bottles. Oh, okay. And that's how the soul retrieval essences began. And that was the first stage of unfolding enlightenment. And after that, we were given many stages of healing for people so that they could begin to clear the layers and layers of dross that had been attached to them over the many lifetimes they'd had. Well, after a while, the teaching went on, and this was in 2002, and now we're in 2018. My sister and I talk every morning. We give a new information every morning. Our frequencies have risen and risen. Our healing tools have gained a very vast vibrational level. The teams have done psychic surgery when I've been working with people. We do we tackle very complex medical conditions, emotional, mental, spiritual conditions now. 
Um, but I also work with people um, with, with any problem, really. But where we are now is a huge understanding of the soul and have been taught so much about the soul. It's something that isn't talked about apart from in religion. But the soul is, we like to call it a soul chain. And the spirits of your lifetimes are attached to your soul chain. And it, the soul chain is down here in 3D, 4D, 5D, and goes right up to thousands of D to source. And all the way along that chain, you've had, if aeons old, you've had many, many, many um, experiences, problems, sabotages, attacks, people grafting bits on, people taking bits, split soul split you name it we found all about it we've also been given a lot of information about time that's very in and space and about the universe and the cosmos and because we're all part of a much larger picture than a small piece of our consciousness down here so it's grown from growing up with a spiritual background to now being full-blown healer. Um, yeah. Does that answer the question, Jennifer? <laughs> yes, that answers the question. That's really, really fascinating. Um, especially, I think, personally, I think that people don't realise how many lifetimes we've had. And some people might think we have had five or six lifetimes, but I think we've had thousands of lifetimes. What do you think about that, yeah. Rabina? Absolutely. Well, from since the time of Jeshua ben Joseph, Akka, Jesus Christ, but we don't go into religion. Jeshua ben Joseph, nothing to do with religion. Um, probably about 40 lifetimes since then. And before that, there were many civilizations on Earth. Um, but of course, you didn't come from Earth. You came here as a star being because this is a planet, a sanctuary planet. So many people may have only just come, or many people have been here for many civilizations. But, you know, there was the Sumerian and the Babylonian and many Mesopotamian, many civilizations before what we know now. Um, but also, we have to recognize that we've had lifetimes on other planets, lifetimes in other dimensions, lifetimes lifetimes or spent time when we never incarnated at all but just just had a light being form so the question is a quite a deep one with many layers but what we do know past lives do have an effect on this life because mainly you come in to clear the problems in past lives that stop you evolving as a spiritual being and that keep you at a low frequency mm. And do you think to come into this lifetime, say, okay, I'm wishing to, say, for instance, clear um, some frequencies and things that have gone on from my past lifetime, and I was having a problem clearing that, then obviously you can help and support do, doing that. But do you think a person can clear yes. it themselves? Do you think they I can think do it, it on their own, or I is think, that hard? I think it's very difficult. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm interrupting you. I think it's no, very difficult ahead. to do it yourself. I think you have to set the intention, that's what you do, and I think you do have to ask for it for help because some of this energetic stuff is very deep. You know, deep old energetic wounds or karmic debts or or times when you've had to, uh, you've got stuck in atonement, that's another, that's another interesting one, where you've atoned for a problem in a past life but, you kept, but you've got trapped in the atonement and you can't get out. Um, but yes, you you need some help, really. I think because it because sometimes they're not easy things. They're sometimes involved with many beings or many other people, and actually can be a problem that's come through several lifetimes. Okay, and because I've seen you myself, and I've actually had the problem with my. Um vision uh, which is quite interesting I, I don't mind talking about this a little bit because to say that I've been to see you I'm sure is helpful for other people but 
actually after I finished taking the remedies and I went through the process of um, having more tests done, I felt so positive. I felt as if even if there was a problem, that actually it wasn't going to be a problem, if you understand what I mean by that, because I was I was confident the fact that um, it wasn't affecting me, even though I had the issue it was no longer affecting me. And that yes. was the best I could do in that situation, you know? Yes, I think you're... Um, and I think with any problem, you've always got the mental, emotional, spiritual, as well as the physical problem. They've got all the fear, the worry, the anxiety, and the what ifs. The other thing is to know that the spirit healing teams we work with are specialists in anything you can think of. We have eye teams, we have dental teams. I'm always calling on the dental team because I'm hurting. You know, my, my teeth hurt. Gave me. Um, we have a heart specialist. We've had. We have almost like a full-blown national health service at our disposal. They will come and help people. But as as we've moved on we also see that a physical problem is sometimes again something that's come from a past life or a disharmony in a past life or something that's happened that or it can be an old disease the remnants of that that have come down through genetics because you've not only got your family genetics you've also got the genetics of all the people all the being of, of all your past lives so it becomes, you, you know, when you start to look, you start to realise how complicated it is, and it is, um, which is why we've created healing modules, um, which are complicated in their own right, because there's so much information, I can't keep it in my head. Um, but we've, <laughs> we've got healing modules for, healing modules for most things. Um, yeah, and it's always worth a go. It's always worth asking, um, because on some level, I can help. But you never know. I can't never guarantee an outcome, but I know that on some level, even if it's healing your soul seed or your soul at source or further up your soul chain, healing some problems up there can affect what's happening to you down here. So it's an old interesting one. Okay. That's cool. And I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about the essences. I mean, I know you said that you were sort of told to start them so to speak, but I mean, could you explain well, I, a little bit more about them? Okay, I did a traditional flower essence course uh, with a lovely lady in uh, near Halesworth in Suffolk, and but I was aware that I was being pushed to do that, and I passed that, and I started to make some essence the traditional way. I made a, a lovely essence from a beach. We had a beautiful beech tree in the garden, and whenever you sat underneath it, you you felt that you were being loved and nurtured. It was superb. Unfortunately, it had to come down. It was rotten. Um, but So I began the traditional way, and I would speak to the teams and say, well, I, I need to do, we need something about this. And I would, Or I'd get an idea that a certain crystal and a flower would help with um, a certain problem. But then the teams took over. Now, it is to understand that an essence, a vibrational essence, is a vibrational healing frequency in a bottle. So from the beech tree, we took the frequency of the beech tree. Um, from one of the roses I made something from, we took the frequency of the rose. But the teams, because they're clever and um, work on that level, are able now to download very complex frequencies, codes, and harmonics, because in a way, an essence is a, a frequent harmonic, a healing frequency. So that is why now our, our um, essences are very complex. I have essences for the inner child. I have essences for every emotional problem that you can think of. But we have a lot of spiritual essences, a lot of essences that help you on your path of enlightenment. In fact, actually, the, one of the first essences that was downloaded was by Joshua Ben-Joseph, and he called it Waters of Enlightenment. Very clever essence, that, and it's very powerful. And it was to have the courage to face your issues. 
because without courage, most people stuff their issues back in back in the cupboard and forget about them because they can't bear to face them. But if you intend to go on a healing journey, of course, you have to have the courage to look. And then after that, he made Angel of Peace, which was about if you have a cathartic reaction when you're clearing an issue, you can very quickly centre yourself back into peace. And actually, that's quite a good one for children that can't get to sleep who need some peace. So, yes, very complex. I like that. That's wonderful. (laughs) Please carry on. It is. is. Sorry, I I was just saying that that, that's it, really. It is to know that they're healing frequencies in water because water holds memory. And then you um, preserve them with brandy so you don't get any bugs growing in the water. So that's, that's, that's what we do. So I've probably got about oh, 700 essences or more. Really? 700? My word. That's oh, a lot. easily. And I've thrown, thrown a lot out. But unfortunately, um, um, I had to change all the names of them for my website because trading standards didn't like the names. You weren't allowed to use certain names on certain, like you can't on products. So all the names have got silly things. Um, so the thing to do is, if you're interested in essences, it is to message me and I will talk to you further. Because if you go on the website, it sounds like nonsense, which is very makes you fed up, but never mind. There it goes. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? Especially if people have got into you know, they're looking for it. And yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my children were brought up with um, things that were made up by their grandma in a bottle. Which was which <laughs> probably for some people might be so. Oh, that that's very strange. But it wasn't strange in my household because um, my children's grandmother did the bark flower remedies, and like you say, they are very different to what you're doing. But she used to say, you know, well, what is happening? Then you know, what is the problem? And then she used to make up a special remedy just for them to either sleep better or this, that, and the other, and these bottles used yeah. to arrive. <laughs> yes. Well, really, that's what I do. If somebody comes to me for yeah. essences, I sit down and, and I listen very hard to what is going on. Um, we now are able to do something a bit further um, because we've reached the frequencies we are. We're able to make a personal module for people. Um by looking in their book of life looking in their book of life oh my word upstairs we are allowed for the healing purposes only to look into the book of life to see where the problems have been and are Mm. able to put but this is the whole soul chain this is from thought this is right the way down the soul chain see where the problems are Mm. and then we're able to make up an essence with that the team's help of course Um, and of course See, when you leave your body at night time, we go off and work, and there are many aspects of ourselves. We have many aspects of ourselves. And I remember a friend of mine years ago when I did a Reiki shares, which I don't do now, but she said, Rubina, she said, you lied on the bed, but she said, I can see many of you peeling away. And that was the best, best um, illustration that there were many aspects of ourselves. So we know sometimes when we're working, we sometimes work during the day, that there are several aspects of ourselves off working in different dimensions or different places, can be on in the world. Um, but if there's too many pieces, we start to feel peculiar and have to have a sofa day. Um, but otherwise, because <laughs> um, you can't exist with too many pieces of yourself off working. So when I say we look at the, an aspect of ourselves, we look at the book of life while other aspects are off working. I know that sounds all very strange, but then this is a stranger story of, for the last 16 years, you can imagine <laughs> the things that we can tell you about. Well, we, well, anyway, it is You say that, but if you wake up in the middle of a dream, and I've done it, because obviously I'm a healer as well, but Absolutely. I used to wake up in the middle of a dream and be healing somebody who's just been in a plane crash or something like that. And, yeah, you know, exactly. if you wake up in it and you're thinking nurse is going on here what am i doing it sort of gives evidence to you that some part of you in a dream dream state is working 
Um, I used to say, what's going on here? What's going on here? I used to say, what is going on here? Many people go off working at night. Um, Many, many people go off working at night. And yes, exactly that. Sometimes you, you get... You get you get dreams telling you what you've been doing, or or you wake up with commentaries, or you wake up with words coming back because they're meaningful, and you've got to ask the teams. Susan and I get together and say, "We've just come back with X words, and oh, okay, what does that mean? Oh, it's something we have to realise, because there's something weird about having a realisation and grounding it here at this level yeah. before things can occur, and that's a strange old one, but it just it just is. It's the way the teams work, grounding the information." Okay, so that's absolutely fascinating. I mean, I was told by another healer when I did my Reiki about what was going on when I used to do that. So I sort of accepted it. I definitely feel that it can make you feel in the physical quite tired if you've been, well, I could call it traveling, you know, so to speak. It can make you feel as if you've been working, which is interesting. Yes, and I think a long time ago I read the books by Michelle Smallwright, and she's um, she does she's an essence therapist, and she's done some amazing um, in stuff in 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 Perilandra in in America, and people will know that because I'm from America. Um, but she always talked about making sure you had a handful of nuts nearby, and I know if I I can't do more than three healings in a day, and that's three too many really. I can do two is is enough but you you need protein to bulk yourself back up again because you're using so much energy i think it's to do with the amount of psychic energy you use because you're connecting with spirit and you're connecting well you must find this you're a medium didn't don't if you do a long medium session don't you feel that you're starving well i i mean i wouldn't call myself a medium i call myself um i'm connecting to the higher so so the divine energy um, but it's still connecting higher. And yes, I do get hungry. And it's so funny because today I've been hungry all day. And I bought a bag of cashew nuts with cranberries. And I just thought, yes, that'll do it. So sometimes I feel like there's nothing else that would sort of fix the situation for eating nuts. Yes, you're right, when you've been doing this work. Quite interesting. Yes, sorry, I keep interrupting you. Yeah, no, they're, no, they're the, best, the, best thing, the best thing to have. Because they've got life force energy in them and they're not processed particularly well, some of them are processed, but yeah. Absolutely. That's really good. Okay, so also do you want to talk a little bit about your guided meditations? Oh, okay. Um, on a Monday evening here at seven o'clock in British time or ten thirty on a Tuesday, I do guided meditations. Within that hour there are four meditations, um, which I, which are very easy to do. All you need is a good imagination. And people come, or people are on Skype. We sometimes have sometimes have more people on Skype than I have in the room, and that's absolutely fine. Um, they're healing meditations. They're often energetic meditations, but they can be, and they can be about clearing aspects of yourself. Um, well, some of them appear to be very simple, but they're very deep. Um, but people really enjoy them and get, well, seem to enjoy them. I'm blowing my own trumpet here, but they get a lot of benefit from them. And and you know, I you know, the feedback I get is always very positive. So I'm very pleased to be able to offer that. So anybody out there, if you connect with me again, you can um, join in. But for English people, it's a fiver for the hour. If I'm allowed to say how much you do. Um, but it, it works very well. I do actually have a lady from Canada that joins in, and I actually and I have a, a guy from Ireland, and I have a friend um, who's in Dubai at the moment. Um, so, so yeah, people pop in from all over the world, um, and that's fine. Um, I would also I don't know whether I can say this, but I also do have a YouTube channel which I've just started, and it's called The Golden Pathway by Sue Stothard and Rabina Hurl where I'm now doing short healing videos, either teaching or giving you some information. And because I'm using the energy of the teams and the gold light and the white light while I'm talking, healing will occur at the time that the you're listening to what I'm saying. So 
it's a very good way of helping a lot of people. As a group of people who have been attuned to white light, there's probably about 40 of us. Not all of us are therapists. Most everybody goes off and works at night, but we all try to put work in place for the planet and the dimensions, the nature beings, the fairy beings, etc., etc., etc. But to be able to have a more far-reaching audience, then YouTube and I do blogs as well um, on WordPress um, and Facebook, etc. So that's why I'm very grateful to be on this show, actually, Jennifer. So thank you so much for asking me, because even because I channel energy through my voice, you can have healing just while you're listening to me now on some level for, for whatever you may need. Okay, that's wonderful. I can actually add the link to, uh, for your YouTube um, channel to the show preview afterwards. Um, okay, I've also thanks. got your website. Uh, sorry, I didn't. I'm doing it now. Um, this is the thing when you're not face to face, isn't it? Sometimes it's hard to, to know when people are going to talk because you're not face to face. So I've got www.unfoldingenlightenment.com. So people can get hold of you via that website, can't they, Rabina? They can. Uh, con- yes, my email. Contact box. Email. By email. Yeah, okay, that's absolutely fantastic. And you're also a mindfulness facilitator. How important do you feel mindfulness is? Well, you have to be in the now moment now to be able to fully live and appreciate what's going on. Um, So really, if you can get people to be here now, concentrating and focus in the now moment, because there is only now. I know that's an old cliche, but there is only this minute now. But the problem is most people live in the past, especially older people. Not many people project too much into the future, but a lot of people, you know, they gossip and they chat and they talk about, but it's always about things that have happened, already happened. But being here now, it's most important. But for your own spiritual development, being here now and being able to focus, being mindfully aware, you receive so much information, information from nature, for instance. If you go outside and be here now, you listen to the birds, you connect with the energies of nature, you connect with Mother Nature. It's all amazing how all of that helps your development and helps clear things. Um, I can't speak highly enough of mindfulness. I know it's become such a thing, but it is just simply being here now. So when you're combing your hair, you be here now with it while you're doing it, not thinking about what you're going to do next week. You know, when you're cleaning your teeth, you're with yourself cleaning your teeth. That way you'll do a proper job. (laughs) Um, While you're peeling the potatoes, you can be here now. and after a bit, I think you can probably play with time from doing being here now because time you can elongate is a very interesting thing. That's fascinating, and isn't you it? Can, yeah, that's fascinating. Yes, it is. All right, I'm going to cough. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, it is very fascinating. And you because can, that you can carry on. Sorry, I'm just carry going to say on. You're very what's I want to hear about how you, you very, do this, so please carry on. Can you hear me, okay. Phil? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can hear you. Yes, sorry. <laughs> keep, as you say, talking across one another. Sorry, Jennifer. Um, it is certainly believing and not believing, knowing that you can and that you are very powerful and that thought is how you create things. We don't do anything, do we? in this life without thinking about it first. We think about making an apple pie. We think, are we going to make an apple pie? And then we laboriously have to assemble all the ingredients or buy the ingredients, and then we, the thought becomes the creation. Um, but So thought is very powerful, and I know myself, I've done it when I think, right, I've only got five minutes, and I want to do this job, that job, and this job before somebody comes. And I get into the now moment and allow that, and lo and behold, I've done it. 
But it is being, first of all, it's knowing you can, playing with it, um, and being aware that you can slow down time. I remember some time ago, my sister and I were sitting in my old garden. We were sitting in the, in the sunshine in a deck chair or a sunshade. And we realised that time had slowed and we thought we'd been there for an hour and actually, in fact, about 10 minutes had gone by. But also, when I'm doing healing sessions, the, type, the teams will slow down time. That is because I can be sitting here for an hour, but five hours might have gone by or five hours worth of healing might have gone by within that time. The other thing they will do is put people in a time box. If there's an awful lot of important work to do, they will put you in a time box. And again, it's like three weeks worth of work can be done in a day or two. So what we know here and what can be done outside the constraints of this dimension is quite amazing. But of course, we have also blocked it with all our beliefs about time. Or there isn't, you know, you keep saying, oh, well, there isn't time. Well, if you're going to say that, there won't be. You know, it's it's how you think. Again, it's what you're thinking is how what you're creating. And that's it for every walk of your life. So that's very powerful and very, you have to think about that. And the more you think about it, the more you can be mindful and be here now and play with ideas. I think that's... Yes. I've tried up on that one that's all right. It's true to say, isn't it, that if you say you've got plenty of time to do everything, you actually have. If you just say, you know, I just haven't got time, I just haven't got time, then you you haven't got the time. Um, but you actually, by being in the now moment and being present, actually creates more time and you just seem yes, to get more done if you're, if you're working in your presence. Absolutely you do. Absolutely. Mm, quite agree. Because you're not procrastinating. Procrastinating is a bit of a waste of time, isn't it? When you, you're procrastinating about outcomes or you're procrastinating about, I don't know if that's the right word to say, but about the past. You think about the past and you're drawing comparisons and this, that and the other. That's all a bit of a waste of time as well. Um, yes, it is. Not, and and, and in, Sorry, I was just going to say that it's interesting thing. Not healing the past isn't a waste of time. <laughs> no. Well, healing Sorry. the past is okay, but the more you think about something or you think about a load of things, what you do is create a thought form or a thought cloud around your head, which is your personal miasma, if you like. And all the negative thoughts you think about yourself, all the worries you have, goes into this sort of block around your head. And if everybody does, everybody does this on the planet, and that that helps to create what the morphogenic resonance that we everybody talks about, because that's thought energy. It's like a blooming great thick, thick cloud around the earth. But everybody's got their own personal one. So it is to be mindful about what you're thinking and how you're thinking it. Um, in fact, one of the YouTube things I've just done is about clearing the miasma, your own personal miasma. Um, but you, yes, you block yourself up. And I, I know it's an interesting one. I, my, as a physiotherapist, because that's what I was, uh, um, my practice manager at my physio practice, she used to um, worry. And she would worry so much that she'd have so much energy around her head, she would bring on a migraine. And that's always interested me because I've watched other people do it. Worry, 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 think, 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 overthink, overthink, worry, worry, worry. So much energy. Then they become top heavy, if you like. And there's all this energy there that can't escape. So, you know, there is, it's, there's not only the spiritual aspect of having all this energy around your head, there's also what it does to you. And of course, if you're thinking negatively all the time, you alter the pH of the water in your body. And once you change the pH of your body, you release endorphins and, and depressants. So, you know, there's a chain reaction from the mental and emotional down to the physical, um, just by what you're thinking and what how, what you're doing. So it is very important to be aware and mindful about what you're doing. Say, one of the things that we've just been told is we use the word no need. There is no need to worry. 
no need to hurry, no need to fear, no need. And that's a very useful tool to remember. I think everybody who's listening, perhaps write it down, no need, so that when you find yourself doing something that you don't think you should be, right, no need to do that. No, don't need to think about my tummy. No, don't need to believe what I believe because actually it's not true, etc., etc., etc. No need. A very useful healing tool. I like that. That's brilliant. Another thing that it's I very- do sometimes is if I do say to my one of my sons, I say, if you want to think about it, make an appointment with yourself. <laughs> Yes, so fine one, when you huh? say you are going to think about it. Say, you know, you don't actually have to think about it right now, do you? And then he'd say, no. I'd say, okay, well, make an appointment to say in a week's time that you're going to consider it. And then, you know, you can then think about it nearer the time because that's a waste of time. That really is a waste of time. Time when you don't it actually is. need to think about it, you know. Well, people people go to bed worrying, don't they? And I always say, write it down, park it, and then you can sleep. Because you mm. because you, again, you, you say it's a complete waste of time. But also, if you go to bed with a problem, you write it down. It's like you've you've set an intention or created an intention that you're going to sort it out. And the old adage, if you sleep on a problem, you'll find the answer. And it's because you go upstairs. It's because you go, you leave your body, and you probably go and chat to your deceased relatives or somebody is around or a teacher or somebody and you get an answer or your or or your higher self if your higher self's not corrupt you oh yes now that was something that you were talking about earlier why you come into this life or what you come into this life with with an agenda and yes i think it's worked out before you come i think you sit in a way you make a contract with your higher self or you you your or your a part of you to have X experiences to clear certain things. But your higher self's an interesting one in itself because everybody thinks it's a bit of you or it's an angel. But in a, Well, it might be an angel, but in actual fact, it's a job description. And that was something we learned quite early on through the teams, that a job description, that it is a lot of training to become a higher self. And the higher selves have about 12 souls that they're looking after. Well, of course, if you soul, these souls are having a tough time and are a bit mad, then unfortunately the poor, the poor higher self can also, the being that is the higher self, can get overloaded. And we have been known to ask, ask the higher echelons to replace higher selves and perhaps put two or three in. If, they, if the 12 souls they're looking after are particularly... Um, troubled or particularly damaged so that's an interesting one isn't it yes. angels <clears throat> angels are also a job description they're not they're not a race of beings there there is a job description that you aspire to you get your spurs and you get your medals and you you work on the different levels of being an angel mm-hmm. that was something else we early on but a lot of people might disagree with that and if they do that fine I've got no um, investment in in what people think but this is what I've been taught and it makes sense to me okay yeah I think angels are an aspect of us that's what I believe but that's my personal view um well I I think I think that's right as well because I think you Mm. I think aspects of you are at higher levels and do do the work of the, the, the work of an angel, hmm. the job, if you like, the job description of an angel. So, yes, I agree with you as well. I think many of us are angels. And I think before we dropped through the frequencies, we were probably, um, we we weren't like this in, in, in this. We were in the higher no. vibration. I you think, don't think so. we were. No, I do. I think... Uh, uh, at the time of Lemuria, we were not really having a physical body. We were beings of light. Um, and then the Lemurian um, times went into Atlantis. By that time, corruption had already set in. We got be- darker beings coming. coming. Frequency started to drop. By the end of the Atlantean period, we were much more solid and much more physical. 
Um, and yes, because of things that went on there and messing about and genetics and genetic manipulation and goodness knows what, we ended up, yes, on a very much a downward spiral till we ended up down in 3D. But there's been many hands in this. Our understanding of this planet, Earth, and the being people that live on it, it's all about power and money and energy, isn't it? Up in the upper echelons of the universes, multiverses, it's the same story. This is what we're finding. It's still about power. It's still about energy. There are beings that want power. Um, they might not have the consciousness to wield the power, but they want power. Um, so, yes, they, it is very much a bit like Star Trek and um, and um, Star Wars, etc., etc., etc. I think the cosmos is very much like that. That it's about power and energy, and people will do things to destroy other beings. The dark is destroying the light, etc. Mm. And and it, you know you can see it reflected here on this planet, can't you? You know you've got you've got the mafias, you've got the warmongers, you've got the beings that are so damaged that they're killers. Um, yes, all sorts of. I don't like the word evil, but yes, all sorts of evils. And it's just the same, unfortunately, in other places. That's what we're being shown, and that's what we're, that's a lot of the work that we do at night is combating some of that. Okay, that's really interesting. And what, and I wasn't going to ask this question, but it's coming out my mouth, so I carry on. And what do you think about when we, if people eat meat and animals that haven't been looked after very well um they're taking on a different uh, density into their body do you feel that affects their vibration or absolutely Does it... absolutely um first of all you've got you're eating another animal you've taken its life which is all right if you're in the in the middle of nowhere um and you take what you need but even that isn't the best thing to be doing um but unfortunately the meat industry is cruel and nasty animals go to their death with fear um you are imbibing yes low frequency dense meat um the vet the, the vegan the, sorry the, the dairy products we've only been we've been told recently the animal the animal genetics have got mixed up with our own and of course there's a lot of problems the teams are telling us so, yes, it's not a good and healthy thing to be eating meat. Now, I don't know whether you've ever read Summer with the Leprechauns by Tannis Halliwell, but the leprechaun talks about we should eat what nature gives freely. And what nature gives freely is fruits and nuts and cereals. And those have the highest frequency. Well, actually, flowers have the highest frequency, but I can't bring myself to really eat a flower off a plant, especially by growing. <laughs> but fruit like tomatoes or pumpkins or courgettes or peppers or the fruits of the flowers and the nuts of which there are an abundance of, nature gives freely, and that's what we should be living on. Um, you get your vitamin B12 by yeast extract and marmite, etc., um, processed foods stay away from um, eat simply um, don't clog your body up with a load of rubbish um, I, 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 actually the GP in Woodbury said if God made it eat it if man made it don't but that was a very interesting thing and I think that's that's right so yes you change your frequency by, by what you eat and mm. you know everybody wants everybody wants to comfort eat when they're feeling down. You know they stretch for the, the glass of wine and and the, the bar of chocolate and the the fat yeah. foods and fish and chips, and that brings your frequency down. Yeah. And it's comfort when you're feeling down. But actually, what you really need to be doing at that time really is lifting yourself up. Yeah. So yes, you yeah. you yo-yo yo-yo in frequency depending on what you're eating, what you're mm. feeling, what what you're clearing. What emotions are coming up, your circumstances, what your beliefs are. Um, yes, the more you can slough stuff off, let it go, not worry about stuff, and you do that as you rise in frequency. And well, it's what people on the during our process do actually. Mm. Worries and problems become waters off a duck's back. 
because you've risen in frequency and suddenly you realise, oh, that's not bothering me anymore. God, that really used to wind me up. Oh, it doesn't bother me. Oh, fantastic. You know, and they realise that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was a long, okay. long answer to a short question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is one that's very near to my heart. Um, I do still eat fish, but I, um, I'd i like to give fish up as well. I think that I probably will eventually. But uh, most of the... Um, any meat as such but i do have a little bit of salmon uh sometimes so yes very very interesting stuff yes okay well, Rabina. okay are we coming to the end no i was just going to ask you if you've, you've got a word of advice for anybody here a word, you know, a word of advice one okay. thing that you'd like to say to people here and now that they could do themselves which will help them on their path? Is there anything that you feel it's like, I'd really like to get this over. We have got another 14 minutes, so we're all right. But, you know, is there something well, that I've you'd like to... Well, I've got several pieces. Okay, the first thing I would like to say is be true to yourself. You were not put on this earth to be responsible for every Tom, Dick and Harry that comes along. You can't heal the world, but you can heal yourself in your own backyard. If everybody did that, the world would be a better place. And certainly it would be raised in frequency. So look after yourself. You are a worthy, beautiful being of light. And you deserve everything that the world can provide for you. And it is to know that. And look after yourself. Give yourself some time. Even if it's five minutes to sit outside and listen to the birds. Or go and have a soak in the bath. I know if you've got small young children, that's really difficult because they follow you around the house. But even 10 minutes, go to bed 10 minutes early and just be quiet in silence. You know, get off your iPad, get off your computer, get off your phone and be quiet. So being true to yourself, one. Be in silence every day. Allow yourself to be rather than do. No that you are a beautiful being of light and that you are worthy, that you have come here to this sanctuary planet to heal yourself. As you heal yourself, you will be able to in turn turn round and give a helping hand to Mrs. Bloggs down the road. But really, look after yourself. You may have families, yes, look after them, but not to the extent where you become a second-class citizen and a drudge or the breadwinner, but you never have time for yourself. It is very important to allow yourself and be generous to yourself time. So I think that there's so many things that I could say. I would say it's something else that actually I sometimes, yeah, write a list of all the things that make your heart sing. Everything that makes you smile or fascinates you. For me, I love little baby frogs and I like looking at flowers in the garden or I like watching my grandchildren. But it doesn't have to be big things you see, but anything that makes you smile, write it down on a list and pin it with a magnet on your fridge so that when you are having a downtime and you're feeling a bit low, you can look at that list and it, it will begin to lift you up it will begin to, you start to smile. As soon as you start to smile, your body starts to respond and you start to lift yourself up. Other thing is to choose a couple of pieces of music that you want to dance to. Because again, that will... Or watch a comedy programme you haven't watched for ages, something that will make you laugh. Because even in laughing, sometimes you release. You know, some, some people laugh instead of crying when I'm treating them, and it's a release. Some people do big sighs. But anyway, there are many things that you can do, little things that just help you a little bit, because you only need a little bit to raise your frequency. So have a go. Yes, laughter is brilliant, isn't it? Laughter yes. is brilliant. Um, yes, I, we had a lady who came to a meditation day that did some laughter yoga, um, but but, it, but then that that was quite fun. That was quite fun. But you've got to be in the right mood to do it. I will say. But yes, 
putting on an old comedy program that you know is guaranteed to make you laugh. Which is why on Facebook I've got a laughter group and I've got a music group because I try to put some light um, into Facebook a bit and, and, and places where people can go and have a giggle because or, or listen to some really nice music because, yeah, you, you need that. You need to be able to be lifted up. Okay, that's wonderful. So I'm just going to go through your links again, um, Robina, before we go. So I've got www.unfoldingenlightenment.com. And would you like to just let our listeners know your YouTube channel again? Thank you for saying that. It's The Golden Pathway by Sue Stothard and Rabina Hurl. I've also got a Twitter account, Rabina Hurl. I've got a Facebook account, Rabina Hurl. So you can always message me. Um, And I've got various pages on Facebook, like Therapies at Rose Cottage. We've got Unfolding Enlightenment. We've got The Golden Pathway. We've got um, mindfulness, focus, and meditation. Um, the other thing that I would like to say that people find incredibly helpful is we do have some CDs for guided meditations on our website. I'm doing a plug here. <laughs> we do. That's we right. have written three books. <laughs> we have written three books. Wow. The, the, power and impo- the Power and Importance of the Inner Child. Uh the soul, one about the soul and the complexities of illness and disease. We've got enough to write another 10 books, but I don't, whether we ever get round to it, I don't know. And we've also got some guidance cards, which are a bit, which are a bit like angel cards, but you can use them to give yourself some guidance. You, you can use them any way you like, really, but there's some guidance cards on there. Um, but the CDs work very well because it means that it means you can listen to those and, and drift off to sleep at night or... Um, Get yourself there. The healing is always within the en- the energy of the, of the words my sister uses, and I've done some for children. So I've done two children's CDs for guided meditations, and Big Sister Sue has done three for adults. So that healing sessions are available. Um, you just need to connect with me, and we'll book you in, and I can do that in person, or on Skype, or on the phone. Sometimes do it on the phone. See, energy goes wherever it's directed and the spirit healing teams don't worry where they go but you know they'll go anywhere in the world so you, you just you just need to connect that's all and i say the meditation sessions anybody's very welcome to join in with those um just skype it's a skype or come in person in suffolk um yeah, yeah so i think that's very important to say for people that are, you know, in different parts of England or what have you, that you are, your your home where you do healing from is uh, where it is, it's in Suffolk. Absolutely. Where about, Rabina? Where, where will people come? Uh, we're Great Beelings, which is a tiny village, well, and uh, near Woodbridge, Suffolk. Mm. Um, and I have a healing room upstairs, and I, in, and I do the meditations downstairs in my conservatory. So... Yes, it's very homely and very comfortable. And I'm That's sitting right. in the chair that I normally, that clients normally sit in right now, which is one of those leather, <laughs> well, no, a faux leather recliner. <laughs> wow! So, yeah. Wow! So you, nice so you get a still. nice, you get a nice welcome when you come. Yeah. Okay, that's wonderful. Okay, Robina Hurl, thank you very, very much for being my guest on the Natural Co-Creator Show. And it was nice talking to you this evening. And I'm sure that everybody will feel the benefit of your wonderful healing energies. Jennifer, thank you so much. Have a, have a lovely rest of the week. And um, many much success for the continuing of this. I think it's a brilliant idea. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was the fabulous Rabina Hill, um, who I can, well, I can highly, highly recommend her work. Okay, so next week will be um, on Wednesday again, the 25th of February. I'm very exciting to be excited to be interviewing the recording uh, artist and visionary Kaliana. Kaliani, having word problems tonight, please forgive me, Kaliani, about her new music video, Tears for 
Inanna. And um, that's actually an extremely incredible uh, piece of music which really resonates with my soul and also the energies of the divine feminine. So that many of you will love to listen to that. Watch her YouTube. It's very moving. It's very touching. And she's she's a very famous lady. So it'll be absolutely great to talk to her and uh, hear what is going on and what inspired her journey. Because apparently, I think that she her her voice came out of nowhere. So um, that's also fascinating in itself as well. Okay, so now we've only got four minutes left and I want to play you out with Life, One Love, which is Catherine and Dietmar Kennard's track. And they were on several weeks ago when my guests on the Natural Co-Creator show. But I'm sure that you will all love this. Okay, thank you. Good night. 